0: Welcome back to the Scored Sports Podcast. On the host of this podcast, Lane Frank, episode 117. So episode 117 episodes through, and I action packed episode planned for you. It's opening day, and then there'll be Final Four set. Pretty wacky Final Four. A lot going on in the NBA as we're coming down to the playoff race. So much more. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 117. Let's hop into it. Let's start off episode 117, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. Dallas Mavericks slip out of the playoff race right now. Is this a long-term thing? Long-term issue where they just don't make the playoffs at all, don't even make the play-in, or do they get back into it? Because right now, the Thunder are in it as the 10th spot, and you got the Lakers at the 9th spot. That's not the greatest thing we're going to talk about later on in the show, but Mavericks falling out of the play-in right now. Bad stuff. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, that dynamic deal kind of struggling right now. Lakers, obviously, without LeBron James, coming back soon, but they made the 9th spot. They weren't in the 9th spot. They weren't in the play-in at all this season, With LeBron James. Now, without LeBron James, this team's stepping up. Kind of what I predicted. I said this team could do better without LeBron James. Then LeBron comes back. They piece it all together. They're good. I love that right there by the Los Angeles Lakers. Ben Simmons being shut down. I think this kind of shuts the door on the Ben Simmons all-star type of career because he's never going to be all-star again, in my opinion. Ben Simmons really had a great few years in Philly, then fell off after that horrible playoff run, now shut down for the rest of the season with Brooklyn. So, Kevin Durant coming back for the fourth place, Phoenix Suns, it's a big boost to them right there. Let's move over to the NFL, an interesting week, free agency, NFL draft, bunch of more news, but the first thing we're going to talk about in the NFL is Lamar Jackson requested a trade on March 2nd, not this week, March 2nd, that's before March Madness anything started. This is a long time ago. He said, I requested to trade on March 2nd because I felt like I should deserve a bigger contract. This isn't exactly a trade request, because I don't think the Ravens took him so seriously. I think they just said, oh, you just want a bigger contract? All right, we'll, we'll try to figure out that situation. I don't think they took his demand that serious until Lamar obviously tweeted about it two days ago. So that's interesting right there. Lamar Jackson requested a trade on March 2nd. We're going to talk about it later on in the episode, how that impacts everything. Desmond Ritter was named the starter quarterback, starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons for the upcoming season. If Arthur Smith, is saying, Arthur Smith is saying that, I don't think that's putting any bit of confidence in drafting quarterback. Desmond Ritter didn't really accomplish too much in his college career. Yes, he gets to the playoff. No, he doesn't win the Heisman. No, he doesn't get many individual awards. No, he's not the greatest quarterback to ever play college football or anything like that. He just had a good career on a good team, and that was it. Didn't do anything. His rookie season in the NFL. And you don't want to go get Lamar Jackson. You don't want to go get Anthony Richardson. You don't want to go get Will Loves. You don't want to go try and get a Bryce Young. You're just going to say... Desmond Ritter, that's our guy. I don't love that right there. Jordan Love, obviously, this whole situation going on with the Packers. How does that impact him? Aaron Rodgers' situation, do they go after... Lamar Jackson now. Packers, could they give up on Jordan Love? Could the Jets go after Lamar Jackson? It's a whole interesting triangle right here between Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, you could say. This is a really interesting situation in the NFL right now. Sports MLB, we have a lot of news. It's opening day, everybody. So excited for opening day. We're going to give out my hot takes later. Obviously, spring training wrapping up. We had WBC, which is amazing. Obviously, we talked about last episode. Japan winning the World Baseball Classic. Great weekend MLB. Opening day today. Let's hop into it. A lot of great stuff going on MLB. Really excited for opening day. We'll talk about it later on. Still, so I'm giving my hot takes, everything like that. That's part of the headlines this week. Now, take of the week. This week's take of the week. So, episode is basically centered around the MLB baseball because it's opening day. It's a great thing. I've got my Padres jersey on right now. You know me. I'm a diehard Mets fan. Padres, still like them. You're gonna see why I'm wearing this jersey later on in the episode. Not wearing my Mets jersey on opening day. Kind of a rare thing we've had on the show. I think I've worn it past two years on opening day, but in the Padres right now that's besides the point this is take of the week my take of the week this week is on the MLB how to f- it's always the take how to fix the MLB how to do this how to do that here's my one complaint it's a roller coaster of a season and it never ends well unless you win the World Series it can never end well let me take you for example 2020 2021 season Mets are playing they have a great season they have Francisco and they're in the NL East League for so long And then they end up in third place and they don't make the playoffs and they have a horrible end to the season. That's what the rollercoaster MLB is talking about because I can be the most invested fan MLB in March, April, May, June, July, and they get me in August, um, football mode, basketball mode. I'm outside of baseball mode. That's what's a little bit wrong with MLB. I've always said before, end the season, maybe mid-August and they go into the playoffs through September, end it in October. That's amazing. Shorten the season by at least one month. That's nothing. It's a roller coaster of a season for MLB fans. It's tough for MLB fans to keep up with it. I lose track if, unless my team's in the playoffs. Even if my team's in the playoffs, I still lose track. I'll sit with the Mets this year. I watched every game. I sit the first 81 games, and then you catch me in the end, and it's tough. And then for the Mets, 100-win season, losing the playoffs to the Padres. Your whole season can come down to one game, one bad pitching outing. That's terrible MLB. You devote your whole entire year almost to watching the MLB just to be upset yet again. Year after year, unless you're an Astros fan, obviously great years, past few years, but tough as an MLB fan, tough as a baseball fan. That's my take of the week. It's a roller coaster of a season and never ends well. That's my take of the week on baseball. Now let's do a little schoolyard sports scream. We haven't done a scream in a little while. This week I'm screaming on the Dallas Mavericks. You say why? You're screaming on the Dallas Mavericks. They're just they just follow the plan. Don't hate on them too much. Here's why. You sold most of your key assets outside of Luka Dodgers to get one particular player, Kyrie Irving, when your team wasn't broken in any sense. You made the Western Conference Finals last year. Yes, you got swept, but you made the Western Conference Finals. It's a pretty big success, in my opinion. You beat the number one seed, Phoenix Suns. They felt the need to fix that for a guy who probably won't be on this team next year. And Kyrie Irving, he's going to leave the free agency, especially at what you've seen so far. Luka Dodgers and Kyrie Irving are not working out. I think mean, that's kind of glad everybody's seeing that right now. At least I am. I knew this wouldn't work out. And I'm glad that's not, because I predicted that. But this is why they're in such a bad predicament. Suns are good now. They're fourth place. They were at eighth place when they traded for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's played about three games, though. That's not that good. But they still move up because team morale goes up. Everything goes up. And then you trade for Kyrie Irving, a guy who not generally liked in the league, and you trade a few guys everybody liked on that team, say Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie for Kyrie Irving. Not everybody's going to love that decision. That might be a reason why this team's struggling. Team chemistry isn't so up at Dodge just getting hurt. I don't love this right here. Even the Lakers in the play-in right now. The Raptors are in a better position than they are, even though they're in the Eastern Conference. They are a seed in the Eastern Conference. It's a good team, the Raptors, but not to the of the Mavericks roster. This is why the Mavericks are in trouble right now. That's why Jason Kidd might be in a little bit trouble after this season. I'm screaming on the Dallas Mavericks for that one reason. You can't have the thunder above you in the Stanks. You can't have the lackluster Lakers all season long jump you at the end. I hope Dallas Mavericks don't make the playoffs. I hope they don't even make the play-in. Suggest so this take- Goes right. Kyrie Irving, Luka Dodge situation did not work out the Dallas Mavericks. I'm interested to see what happens this offseason. Do they get someone bigger? Do they get rid of Kyrie? Does he come back? That's about for Squared Sports Scream this week. Now, top five. This week's top five is if you follow the Squared Sports Instagram, you already know the top five is. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports for awesome sports news content and updates. But that's besides the point. I put out my top 10 MLB hot takes for the upcoming season, and now we're going to talk about basically the five main points, my hot takes for the upcoming MLB season, you can call them predictions. You can call them takes. These are my hot takes right here. Top five MLB hot takes. So let's hop into it. Number five, Julio Rodriguez, Mariner Slugger, and O'Neal Cruz, Pirate shortstop, six foot seven, can rifle a baseball 99 miles an hour across the diamond. Will both have breakout seasons. I think Julio Rodriguez might be the home run champion. I think he gets over 45 plus home runs and he has a great season. Showed it last year in his rookie season, was an all star. I think he's going to have another great season, enter that superstar territory. And the Mariners have over 90 wins. I think they're a great team this year. Fairly Neil Cruz. I think he has 30 plus home runs and has his first all star season. His first full season MLB, had a little bit of it in 2020, played a little bit in 2021, now he's going to get a full season in 2023, let's see how it goes, I think O'Neal Cruz can get that 30-30 like he wants right now, he wants 30 stolen bases, 30 home runs, he might get that, I think he gets over 30 home runs his breakout year, Julio Rodriguez and O'Neill Cruz have breakout seasons, Before, four, Masataki Yoshida and Kodai Senga both win rookie of the year, Kodai Senga, pitcher for the New York Mets, he wins it, and designated hitter, right fielder, whatever you want to call him, Masataki Yoshida for the Boston Red Sox, also wins Rookie of the Year. Two Japanese players, both very experienced, that's why they're going to win Rookie of the Year. I picked Seiya Suzuki last year, he didn't win it, and got banged up a little bit at the end of the year, but this year I think Masataki Yoshida, great player, 29 years old, got a lot of experience, did very well in WBC, and Kodai Senga, who did the WBC in 2017, also wins Rookie of the Year. Number three, Manny Machado and Shohei Otani are your MVPs for 2023. MLB season. This is why I love the MLB, because you get two MVPs, you get two Rookie of the Years, you get two Cy Youngs. I don't think it would work in the NFL or NBA, but it works perfectly in MLB. That's why I love it right here. Manny Machado almost won it last year. Played really well the whole season last year. Manny Machado can build off that this year. and can get his rest he wants to. They obviously have Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis. I'm going see how that whole situation goes. Manny Machado wins MVP. Shohei Otani, not even a big. Can pitch the ball 102 miles an hour, can hit it at 125. No debate about right here. Machado and Otani, your MVPs this upcoming season. And I think the Angels also make the playoffs this season. You're just going to have to wait and see what I think the Padres do this season. Number two, your World Series teams, the NL Champion, are going to be the San Diego Padres. That's why I'm wearing their jersey right now. Not the New York Mets. And the New York Yankees. Let's break it down. New York Yankees, great squad. You have the pitching, which kind of slowed down at the end last year because Michael King got hurt. You had a lot of guys getting hurt. You don't have Chapman anymore. so that kind of distraction is out of the way, and you got great hitting. Aaron Judge, let's see if he can carry over to the playoffs for the first time in his career. He's never carried his great hitting over into the playoffs. Let's see if they can take down the Astros. I think this might be the year they take down the Astros, make the World Series. And if the Padres side of things, this is such a well-rounded squad. I think they take down the Mets in the NLCS. I think the Mets win the NL this year. Finally take down the Braves, but get stumped by the San Diego Padres. It happens. You lose when you're in the semifinals. You make the finals the next year. I think that's what happens. With the San Diego Padres this year, you can see Manny Machado, like I said, has his breakout season. You can't even call it that. Wins MVP. Fernando Tatis plugs in there. Xander Bogarts, Jake Cronenworth, Hassan Kim. If any of these infielders go down, there's gonna be somebody to step up right away. This is why it's such a well-balanced squad. Catcher Austin Luis Campanzano really great squad. And then first base, everybody's good in this team. Pitching, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell. Really excited to watch Padres this year. That's my World Series prediction. And number one, who wins the World Series are the San Diego Padres or World Champions. I think they win it all this year. I really do. Great squad. I just list all those reasons why. Not a bit about it. San Diego Padres, my preseason 2023 MLB World Series champion. Stay tuned. Now, did you know this week's Day knows? Did you know this is the first... Final four ever without a top three seed. This year's final four, UConn, four seed, San Diego State, five seed, Florida Atlantic, nine seed, and then Miami, also a five seed. Very interesting final four. We're going to break it down later. Didn't you know that. First final four ever without a top three seed. That's bad for Did You Know This Week. What in the world happened to get us to this final four? I just talked about did you know. But what in the world happened to get us to this final four? where there's no top three seeds, let's break it down. Purdue, out in round one to Fairlight Dickinson. Nobody expected that. There's rumors that Zach Eadie's is in the transfer portal. I don't understand that. That's horrible. Great team, Purdue. They lost round one. Arizona, number two seed. Great team. I had them making the championship game. They're out round one to Princeton. Baylor, three seed. Maybe the worst three seed I've ever seen in that Celebrate tournament. Lost in the round 32 to Craig. Did not like them at all in that game. I picked Baylor to win that game. Watch them. They did horrible. Ryan Clark Brenner dunked all over you. That's what happened to Baylor. Disappointment. Marquette, maybe the worst two seed ever. Not to lose in the first round. They lost to Michigan State. And it was a close game until they got embarrassed in the last two minutes. I hate it right there. Marquette wasn't built for the moment. Shock Smart wasn't built for the moment. Kansas, you're out. Bill Self, but you still got a good coach. last night game in Arkansas, I think you might lose that game anyways with Bill Self. What happened to you, Kansas? For UCLA, you let Julian Strother do a Villanova-type play on you, and you lose that game when you had it in the bag for about 39 minutes of that game, and then you choke it away. Hate it right there for UCLA. They're out. They were number two seed. Houston, number one seed. Horrible number one seed, in my opinion. Maybe the worst number one seed to ever lose, not in the first two rounds. Really bad showing by them against Miami. I didn't like them. I liked them in the regular season. I said they would have a good regular season, and they would flop in the postseason. That's exactly what happened. They definitely flopped. First, Miami. Alabama, what in the world happened to you? Arizona of last year, can't say any better. Arizona last year lost to a Houston team that was always gritty. This Alabama team lost to uh, a San Diego State team that is very gritty. Alabama, out, absolutely 16. Gonzaga, Elite eight. You got absolutely embarrassed by UConn. Drew Timmy, see ya. Your career is done. Texas, horrible showing in the lead eight for the last two minutes of the game. You're playing great. About 34 minutes into the game, you have a 13-point lead. And then you blame the loss on not having Dylan DeSue. Yes, you win that game with Dylan DeSue. No doubt about it. Still, you can't collapse in those last minutes. Texas It's a little pass right there because they're without their center, Dylan DeSue. Still, really bad loss. Xavier, I'm surprised this team made it this far as a three seed. Very overrated three seed. Did a bad showing against Texas. Oh, they're out. And then the last one, Kansas State. Definitely not the worst of the squad. They made the Elite Eight. I thought they should have made the Final Four. Can't get embarrassed like that in the last few minutes against Ford Atlantic. Oh, they got run up on the floor. 40 minutes that game. That's what happened to all these th- top three seeds. All 12 top three seeds were eliminated. That's why those are the top 12 teams. And now we have a horrible, unwatchable, unviewable Final Four on Saturday. Now let's do a little Lamar Jackson spotlight. The Lamar Jackson sweepstakes are in full effect. I'm going to tell you if your team should get Lamar Jackson or if they should keep their distance. Let's hop into it. Colts. Absolutely yes, it's the Colts team, struggled in the past few years with the quarterback position, but every other position on the field, they've seemed like a Super Bowl winning team, you get Lamar Jackson in there, a proven guy, no debate about it, Colts, Chris Ballard, you said, yeah, we'll look into it, that's him saying, yeah, we want Lamar Jackson, they're going to want Lamar Jackson, they do it, Jets, I say, Aaron Rodgers hit the high road, we're taking Lamar Jackson, Packers, oh, we can just give Zach Wilson, dump him off to the Ravens, and I have to give them this boatload of picks. Jets, definitely for Lamar Jackson. Titans, I say yes, too. This is a rebuilding type of Titans team, but also a win-now type of Titans team. You're into Ryan Tannehill, but you're also not into Ryan Tannehill. You have Derrick Henry. If you have Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, you have the best running game that maybe NFL history, you could say. So Titans, I say yes. Panthers, I say no. I think Panthers don't have the squad to build around Lamar Jackson. They have the squad to build around a C.J. Stroud or a rookie quarterback like Bryce Young. That's why I'm saying no for the Panthers. For the Falcons, I say yes. I don't know why you're doing Dance Raider. I talked about it earlier. I like the Falcons as a yes to Lamar Jackson. You have the weapons to go with him. Kyle Pitts, you have the running backs. I like this right here. If the Falcons do pursue Lamar Jackson, the Dolphins, I say no. Here's why. I've always been big on the Lamar Jackson Dolphins training because Mike McDaniel, you got the Florida connection, you got all this, you got all that. You're too far in now. Tuatong Valo. It's like, ah, oh, I went too deep into it. I have to finish it now. Oh, I did too much of it. I have to finish it. That's what you're doing with Tuatong Valoa. step to with your option. Can't trade him for the Ravens. Not happening. Although, Ravens might have liked that tape where he threw six touchdowns on them in week two this year. Dolphins, I say no. Patriots, I say yes. Mac Jones, good quarterback. Lamar Jackson, amazing quarterback. I want to see how Bill Belichick does in his second stint with an athletic quarterback. Had Cam Newton for a year. Didn't do so well. Did well for about two weeks, then struggled. Lamar Jackson, the Patriots. That would be interesting. Does he fit that Patriots culture? I don't know. For the Rams, this is an interesting one. If you don't have Matthew Stafford, I think this is just an easy one. I think it's like, Oh, you know, we like Matthew, but we definitely like Lamar a lot more than we like Matthew. Sean McVay, Lamar Jackson, that's a dynamic duo. That's an amazing duo right there. That's a Bill Belichick, Tom Brady type of duo. That's why I think it would work. I don't know if they would do it. That's my answer with the Rams right there. 49ers, they kind of reconfirmed about Brock Purdy today. We have enough quarterback drama with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I think if Brock Purdy doesn't come in, play it all the season, he doesn't play any game of the season, but obviously did, one through 16 touchdowns, and it's definitely a yes, because you're hesitant on Trey Lance, you don't know what to do, with Jimmy Garoppolo, nobody knows who Brock Purdy is, now people know who Brock Purdy is, now people know the Trey Lance situation, don't complicate more, don't give up all your picks, just to get Lamar Jackson, my answer is no right there, that's part the of Lamar Jackson Spotlight, leave your thoughts in the comments. College Troops Madness, it's going on in College Bounce right now, with our, horrendous-looking Final Four. If I told you before the season, oh, yeah, Final Four is going to be Florida Atlantic, Miami, San Diego State. Oh, let's throw UConn in there. What would you say? You'd say, go to a mental facility. That's what's going on right now. We're having Miami versus UConn, which are the two best teams in the Final Four, and they weren't even ranked preseason. Yeah, San Diego State, who actually was ranked preseason, going up against Florida Atlantic, who actually had a great regular season, 35-3. and three. Very unwatchable Final Four, because Miami-UConn is going to be a good game, but it's also like... Okay, it's a good game to watch if it's a Thursday night, not if it's the Premier Final Four. That's my take right there. If it's a good regular season game, not really a great Final Four type of game. And San Diego State FAU, I don't know what to pick in that one, but we're still going to pick it. Not so much. Not so exciting of a Final Four, in my opinion. Miami versus UConn. I like UConn in this one. Tristan Newton, Adama Sinogo, Jordan Hawkins, Donald Klinigan. This is the best team in the Final Four. Does that mean they're going to win it? We're going to have to wait and see. San Diego State versus Florida Atlantic. My gut's telling me to take Florida Atlantic, but also my gut's telling me to take San Diego State because they're ranked preseason, they're more notable, all that stuff. Let me tell you this. Can you name 10 players on, 10 players combined on Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. Actually, I'll lower that number to five. Can you name five players combined, Florida Atlantic? And San Diego State, I can name five. I don't know if I can name 10. That's what's crazy right here with the final four. Because San Diego State, not a bad team, five seed. Florida Atlantic, I watched them play in person this year. They absolutely torched the team. I watched them play. They were a good squad. I just don't think they were a final four squad at that point. But they do have a lot of depth. Like Forrest, good player. Victor Golden, good player from Russia. He's their seven foot three center. That's why I had them meet Purdue in the round of 32 to advance to Sweet 16, but I never would have thought of something like this, a Final Four appearance. I think if Kansas State was in this, that could have saved the Final Four, a Kansas State-UConn National Championship would have been amazing, but that didn't happen because FAU beat them. That's why I'm going to take FAU to advance to the National Championship. I was going into this episode thinking I was going to take San Diego State. Let's get rid of that prediction. Let's go with FAU. It's the National Championship. So we got Florida Atlantic, Conference USA team, very bad conference, go up against UConn, Connecticut. Well, this would be a great football match. It would probably be, you know, 0-0. to No disrespect to Tom Herman or Jim Mora, but historically, these programs are horrible at every other sport. Maybe outside basketball. Maybe even the same for Florida and Lake. But UConn, very rich history. Three national championships this century. That's a lot. Three national championships in a whole century. That's, like, very young. I like that right there, UConn. I think UConn adds to that trophy case. They win national championship on Monday night. A little bit unwatchable. Out in Houston. UConn wins the national championship, not so ecstatic about it, because I thought Texas was going to be in it, and Texas was my pre-tournament national championship pick, and I would have been so excited. I still like UConn, Tristan Newton, great point guard, Adama Sinogo, great player, this was a team that was ranked number two in the country for about a month, and then they fell off a cliff, and then they got back up on it, just to fall off again the biggest tournament, and now they're back on it, heading over to the final four, winning the national championship, and my prediction, that's bad of college troops madness this week, not so much excitement. But a lot of madness. That's why I described this file for us. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, at the buzzer. This week's at the buzzer. It's about the Los Angeles Dodgers. I didn't put out a prediction for them in the hot takes. Because I felt like I owed to the Dodgers to give them their full rant. Right here. And at the buzzer. Every year. Los Angeles Dodgers. Great regular season. Great regular season. Pitching falls off. Hitting falls off. I think that's what we're going to see maybe this season. Freddie Freeman wasn't all great hero in WBC. Mookie Betts basically ruined it for America. Everyone was so excited when Jeff McNeil got that walk. Just for Mookie Betts to a double play. It's not such a great Dodgers squad as we've seen in the past because they don't have the depth that they had in the past. They don't have Trey Turner. They don't have Justin Turner. They don't have Cody Bellinger. The squad. Could fall off the cliff this year. I think they have a lackluster regular season by Dodgers standards. I think the Padres run away with that division with 100 plus wins. Dodgers maybe sneak in at like 90 and 72, 92 and 70, make the wild cards. We have to expand a wild card, and they get swept in the wild card series. They lose both the games. I think that's what can happen right here. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. I think the Dodgers have a lackluster season by their standards. Don't advance much in the playoffs. This will be maybe Dave Roberts' last season out in LA. That's about for my Dodgers take. That's bad for at the buzzer. This can change, obviously. Because Dodgers can have a great showing. They can pitch great. Dustin May. I'm going to see how he does his first full season back. I'm going to see how Kershaw does. Rested, didn't do WBC. I'm going to see how Tony Gonsolin does. They lost Tyler Anderson, but still, good squad in my opinion. I have them going lackluster. 92-70. and 70. By their standards, that's lackluster. Losing in the playoffs. A lot of teams to kill to lose in the playoffs. I'd say the Orioles kill to lose in the playoffs. Pirates. But L.A. Dodgers standards, that's bad in my opinion. That's my prediction. That's about at the buzzer this week. Now, the best last question of the day. This question is, does March Madness need intervention? Do we need to switch things up? There's obviously that proposal to make it two-thirds of the team's eligible, gets playing it. I don't like that at all. I think you keep it how it is because then that would just open the floodgates for so many more upsets, so much more chaos, so much more annoying things to be happening in March Madness. I don't know. Does March Madness need intervention? I think this year was a fluke. People shouldn't overreact. This year was a fluke, in my opinion. Yes, we can be upset, but don't change the whole format after one interesting year of college basketball. That's about the question day this week. Ask about Squid Sports, Lane Frank, episode 117 Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports, awesome sports news content updates posting every day on there. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sport for more sports opinions. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok, at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe. Rate, view, the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week. Episode 118. Stay tuned.